Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned in to Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talents. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a singer, rapper, and songwriter now based in Nashville, Tennessee, by way of New York City. She is enjoying her 10th year as an indie artist. With an eclectic catalog that ranges from pop to hip-hop to R&B, her music is a reflection of her evolution as an artist and human being. Her latest music brings a new edge and flair for the bold as she steps fully into being a woman and an artist. Please welcome the super talented Catherine Hoxie. Catherine, welcome. Thank you for joining me. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you. I am really, really happy to connect with you and Really looking forward to having a conversation with you, and yeah, just thankful to be here, especially after the last year and a half. (laughs) Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's been a little challenging, to say the least. Well, let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you would describe your music. Sure. So, yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm a singer, rapper, songwriter, and I I moved to Tennessee on Christmas Day of 2017 after being on the live music scene in New York City for a number of years. And yeah, it's been quite the evolution. You know, writing has always been kind of the the baseline of everything that I do. It's been the heartbeat of of everything. So my work as an artist has evolved just because I've left myself open to not put myself in a box and not restrict myself in terms of what moves through me as a songwriter. And I've learned the importance of just serving the song. So if the song is coming through as a hip hop song or a reggae song or a country song or or whatever, to be the vocal character actor that I need to be and to play in order to best serve the song. Um, And so that's kind of what's led me to my, my most recent project and my upcoming album, is just staying open and allowing myself to to be whoever I need to be and whoever I feel I am in that moment. And did moving from New York City to Nashville like trigger that or how has that actually impacted your music career? Well, um well that's funny. I, I guess it kind of collectively worked together the move to Nashville. I had just I was aware the last few years I was in New York. It was just time for a change. I'm really thankful for every opportunity that I had in New York, but I was just aware that it was, there was something inside me that had a bit of a pull and I had really thought I was going to be moving to Austin, Texas. And shortly before I made the move, I ended up visiting Nashville at the suggestion of someone and it ended up completely shifting my trajectory. But the part about like serving the song and being who I need to be to serve the song actually came from my time in New York. Um, I was in a recording session with a good friend of mine, Jerry Brooks, and uh, he had a friend stopping by the studio who happened to be Omar Hakim. 
and he listened to the song that we were recording. I had written it. Jerry had produced it. And he was like, yeah, you're a great singer. He's like, you know, but stop worrying about, you know, all the being technical and making sure you hit the notes and all of this. He's like, the best thing you can do is to be a vocal character actor and tell the story of the song. And it really, it was the biggest impact, I'd say, probably almost entirely throughout my experiences of recording, where something really stuck with me. And I realized how much I had limited myself because I, you know, for a long time, I was like, I'm an R&B artist. I am an R&B artist. And then I was like winning awards as a pop artist. And I was like, that's cool, but I don't feel like a pop artist. And then I just realized I was the one putting the restrictions on myself. I was putting my own limitations on myself. It wasn't serving me and it wasn't serving the music. So just really integrating that perspective into my creative process allowed the space for me to explore so many different sounds and really take an adventure in music that I had really not given myself. I really gave myself the opportunity to explore all the parts of me. And I love, I I truly do love music, like all kinds. Like there's a lot of people that are like, I love all music except. No, I, I really, truly and genuinely love, explore, study and appreciate truly all music from country music, musicals, hip-hop, I mean, grunge, like <laughs> new age. I, I love it all, and I really feel inspired by all of it throughout different seasons of my life. And, of course, depending on my mood, there's a song for every season, you know. And so for me, it's just been allowing myself to express myself in that way and not putting any limits on it whatsoever. That's actually some significant change. I know that you've definitely said that you've evolved as an artist over the last 10 years. That's definitely evolving and not many people do that. I find it hard, even myself. And Nashville is even yeah. a very, very hard area because it does tend to lean country. Have you well, have you found that you're like, yeah, I mean, to some degree, I mean, <laughs> but actually to a big degree, it actually leans country. I mean, I haven't been there in a while. I've, it's probably been yeah, two or three years since I've been there. So, you know, I have gone to some of the bars and some of the music venues and things like that where they have played more than just country and, and things like that. But it does right. kind of lean that way, right? I mean, have you found that limiting at all or has it actually opened up over the past couple of years? I would say that if you don't live here, that it would be easy to put Nashville in that box. And if when you travel here, if you go to Broadway and you're going to, you know, that the, the Broadway scene, it is country. And of course, it's like, you know, the home base of country music, country music hall of fame and all of this. But I feel incredibly thankful that I moved when I did because I feel like now more than ever, the sound here is emerging. Living here, what I've experienced is that it is so much more. There's actually an an organization here called Nashville is Not Just Country Music, which is really to raise awareness of all the other sounds and genres and artists that exist within this community. And it is an incredible community. But yeah, I would say that moving here has definitely brought in my perspective on that. And my experience here has been that, you know, that it is not just country music. And in fact, like most of the musicians that I know don't do country music. It's been interesting to see that. 
you know, of course, that is the bread and butter, of, of course, in terms of tourism, that is what people come here for. And if you're looking for that experience, you will certainly find it. But I've also just learned, like, you know, when friends come to town, they're like, what else could we do? And that's when we, like, I love to introduce them to things like Bourbon Street down in Printer's Alley and Snitch in Printer's Alley, where, and um, there's just, there's a number of venues that are doing other kinds of music. They're exploring the different sounds of different artists from pop to rock and roll to hip hop. I mean, it really does run the gamut of different genres and different sounds. And if you're looking to have an experience outside of country music, there are a plethora of venues and an overwhelming amount of artists that can give you that kind of experience right here in Nashville. So it's it's been really a great experience. That's awesome. Okay, the next time I'm come to town, you're going to be my tour guide. You've got my number. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I actually do know a couple of artists that are in the Nashville area that do not do country. So I definitely know that it is growing. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And yes, you're correct. That um, Broadway area is definitely full of it. But let's talk. Oh, yeah, you can't about... escape it. If you're going there, you can't escape it. No, <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. No. The last time I was there, I went to one of those like bars where like every floor was a different genre of music. I actually thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yep. there's a lot of that, too. And that's true of, like, a lot yep. of the um, country venues is that the the first floor, the main stage, that's, like, you know, the windows facing Broadway, and they're blaring out the windows. But then as you go upstairs, there's other there's other bands, just as you said, doing different genres of music, even at the country venues. As you go upstairs, mm-hmm. the music is evolving as you ascend. <laughs> yep, it's... It, it's really a great, great place. I have not been in a while, like I said, so calls for a trip one of these days as we start to go. get back into normal life. But let's hey. talk about <laughs> your latest single, Rider. It dropped October 15th. What can you tell us about it? I'm really excited about it. it. It's funny because we've been working on so much music, but this song feels so old to me now which is, you know, it's brand new. No one's heard it. We've just shared like little sneak peeks. And now I have, we've completed a full length album since we completed that. And really it's just been about taking the time to not just dump a whole bunch of music out. So it's been very strategic to release all of it. So Riders existed in my space for so long that I'm eager to get it out so that we can move on to the next music. But I love Ryder because to me, it's really a bit of nostalgia. It really feels reminiscent of that 90s hip hop and R&B meld where that those two genres were coming together. And typically it was like, you know, like um, Notorious B.I.G. and Faith Evans or, or 112 and Biggie or, you know, whatever that was with, with two different artists or bands or whatever coming together to create this very integrated sound of R&B and hip hop. And for me, what's been a unique experience is that I didn't bring in another artist to create that sound. It was all me. And so I'm just excited because this is the most I've really explored the the hip hop side of things as an artist and really allowed myself to go there. For many years, I, I wrote a lot of hip hop. I did a lot of 
I've been tied to hip hop for as long as I've been doing music, but I always felt a little bit outside of it. I did a lot of journalism around it. I'm a blogger for What's Hot in Hip Hop. And so I've always been tied into that community. This is my first time with these, these last few songs and especially the upcoming album where I have stepped into the realm of hip hop as an actual rapper and just allowed myself to, to freely express myself in that way. And the song itself is truly about the unconditional love that you create outside of yourself once you find it within yourself and really being committed to your partner as a result of being committed to yourself, your own self-actualization, your own self-love, and, and really going through that journey to realize that the more you give it to yourself, the more that person just naturally shows up in your space. I have listened to it, and I think it is very unique. I think it's awesome. So we are going to play it for everyone. This is Rider by Catherine Hoxie. Your other half. Loyalty is royalty, and you already know. 
and we say we can only do this one thing or this is what I said I was going to do, so I, I have to stick with this. And just stretching myself to new places and going to new dimensions with myself, with my music, and allowing myself to be contradictory and allowing myself to explore the kind of darker parts of me that I always resisted and was like, oh, that's not part of me. No, that's that's a part of all of us. Whether we deny it, accept it, resist it, we are all of everything. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of humanity is that we are all of everything. And so for me, this project is really about embracing all of it and not not putting one thing to say that I am or that I'm not, but just to allow myself to be it all and to feel it all and to express it all. And in terms of release date, it will be the first quarter. It's looking like January. I don't know the exact date yet, but it'll be probably January of 2022. As long as we get all of our final mixes in by November, then I'll be able to start working on the back end administrative stuff. Being an indie artist, you know, there's a lot more work that goes into it because you're, you're all the things, <laughs> you wear all the hats. <laughs> so um, you want to make sure that everything's in place and that you're not just throwing it out there so that just the, just for the sake of putting music out there, just really right. wanting to put it in a place where it can be supported with the right marketing and making sure that I have things lined up so that there's some anticipation around it and that people are looking forward to it. It, it is a challenge sometimes to be like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to have all this, doing all this work and then being like, the work hasn't even started yet. <laughs> like, exactly. It's not even out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I look forward we totally, to it and I totally really get the process. That. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm and sure with the hats that you wear as well. Yeah. <laughs> That just sounds like a a wonderful, wonderful album. And I know you didn't bring that song with you, and I'm actually kind of bugged because I would have loved to hear it. So I will definitely have to pay attention for when the album comes out. And I I would love to, if you want to reconnect. We will reconnect when the album is out so we can get you either you know, on another mixing it or chatting with that or even doing IG live because we do those too. And those, those are always fun. And yeah. we do live performances on those. So those would be cool. But yeah, definitely. We will definitely loop back when the album is out. And I'm glad that For you're sure. speaking your truth in the album and that, you know, I have heard and, and this seems like you definitely took advantage of the time. There's been a couple of people that I do know that released just before things shut down and and they have re-released those albums or EPs, whatever they were doing, Mm. you know, kind of took them off the shelves and and redid them. And it sounds like you actually did something a little bit different where you just like, you know what, and it doesn't say you can't re-release it down the road, but you took the time to actually explore yourself and dig a little bit deeper into yourself and what you are as an artist and what you are as a person and what you are as a human. And now you have a whole new plethora of music to share with everyone. And you're also speaking your truth. So that's awesome too. So even though the pandemic was challenging, definitely some positive things coming out of that for you. And I love hearing that. Absolutely love it. So wonderful. We will look forward to that in Q1 2022, we won't put an actual date on it, but we'll make sure that we think back on that. How has 
crossing genres impacted you as a songwriter? How has it impacted me as a songwriter? I I think it's just allowed me a lot more freedom. Honestly, I, I often talk about serving the song. And that's what it's allowed me to do as a songwriter is to not be like, you know, try and fit something, the the circle and the square peg or whatever that saying is, but to try and keep trying to make something work that or force something because it was like, oh, I, I just write pop. I just write R&B. I just write hip hop. I just no, it's like really listening sonically to the song and really feeling into what the mood is, what the sound is. And, you know, this this idea of being a vocal character actor, like, who do I need to be to really, really serve this song? And so for me, it's just given me the freedom to be whoever I need to be. And that has been the ultimate freedom as a songwriter. I find that, you know, I write every single day. I write every single day. It's a muscle that I flex. And so for me, it's just about when when it's time to step into that realm to be able to write a song that I've been flexing that muscle regularly and that it's more of a stream of consciousness because I don't know what your experience is as a songwriter, but for me personally, it's just that like I'm a vessel, like it's just moving through me. I get to put my name on it. I may get to sing it or give it to another artist to sing, but really my best writing comes when I get out of the way and I allow it to move through me. So in that way, giving myself the freedom to know that I don't have to do just one genre or just one kind of sound. It's allowed me the ultimate freedom to express myself and and serve the song in the best way possible and put absolutely no restrictions on anything, you know, and genres are important for marketing and they're important for Spotify and all these things. But in terms of being a creative, sometimes putting yourself in those boxes and creating those limitations can create some, you know, it can stifle you creatively at times because you're like, well, this doesn't really fit into what I do. I can't really do this. It puts a lot of can'ts and shouldn'ts in front of things instead of just being Mm -hmm. like, well, wow, I didn't see that coming, but it it nonetheless has a place in the world because here it is. It, It definitely needed to come out. Otherwise it wouldn't have moved through me. So it's just, it's been very gratifying and very liberating to allow the songs to move through me in whatever way they need to. Awesome. And this is a great place to take a short break from a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is Chatting with Nat. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on Sim Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the STEM Radio Network. And my special guest today, Catherine Hoxie. So before the break, we were talking about songwriting. I ask all my songwriters to share a tip or trick that they've learned or a piece of advice that they would like to pass on. Do you have anything that you would like to share? Sure. I'd say, you know, I kind of mentioned it earlier in the conversation, but I'd say the biggest thing as a songwriter is to get out of your head and get out of the way. My biggest toolkit comes from my meditation, my daily practice, you know, you're creating something from nothing. 
And the more silence and stillness you can integrate into yourself, the more you can just come from a genuine place of your higher self to allow that song to move through you. So for me, I would say my my biggest uh, tip would be to dedicate some time to be quiet in your day, you know, to allow that noise to, to really get to a quiet place within yourself so that you have a blank slate to write from a blank page to write on as a songwriter. That's awesome. I am a yoga person, so I definitely know what you mm-hmm. mean from the meditation yeah. perspective. Definitely helps. Definitely helps. Yeah. Is there someone that you would like to work with in the future? Oh, there's many someones. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so many. How do I narrow it down? Uh, but I would say, especially from a songwriting perspective, uh, one of my biggest biggest goals and one of my biggest inspirations is Sia and I would just I mean it would huh I mean yeah she's she's just she she's got it all and I feel very connected to the messages that she conveys through her music I love her sound I love her vocals I love her arrangements I love how she thinks outside of the box so yeah let's put in our my um I'm putting it in my uh my order to the universe that I would like to work with Sia. I'll just put that order up and we'll see how long it takes to cook to prepare that meal. (laughs) Nice, nice. I like her too. I like her too. So that's a good order going out to the universe. What do you feel is the role of an artist today? Do you see a particular role for, for artists in the music business today? I think that that's open to personal interpretation, and everyone has their own experience of what their responsibility is as an artist. You know, obviously some artists feel very tied to advocacy, some tie themselves to politics, some tie themselves to faith. There's There's so many different things that you can tie yourself to with, the fact that you have a platform to do so and you have perhaps a, a a broader reach than than most people, you have an opportunity and and some might say a responsibility to have that kind of impact. For me, I've just found that sharing my own truth has been the most important and whatever that looks like. Uh, my father has dementia. My mother that passed away a few years ago, she was mentally ill. She was manic depressive. Uh, my father is also an, a recovering alcoholic. So for me, it, some of my impact and my platform, I tie to just creating awareness and creating conversations about a lot of that, about my own experiences as a daughter of someone that was an alcoholic, the daughter of someone who was mentally ill, and the product of living that life throughout my childhood and much of my adulthood, and really just taking away a lot of that stigma in terms of my own experience, as I mentioned, talking more about my own suicidal ideations, my own suicidal attempts, and really providing the space for people to know that they're not alone, uh, to know that there are resources, and to really use music at a, as a catalyst to connect with other people, to awaken the hearts of other people. And, and music is a superpower. You know, it, it really has the ability to transcend no matter what your background no matter where you're from or what you're going through for three to five minutes, typically, uh, you can all be on the same page. And so I just really use every opportunity to use that within my songs. And then when connecting with fans at live shows or on Instagram through live chats and things like that, to really just 
create the space for open dialogue. I, I did these chats that that I called affectionately aware mess to awareness and just, you know, being honest about being a hot mess. Like we're all kind of a hot mess in our own way and, and sometime and uh, just being upfront and honest about it and being real and yeah, allowing others the space to know that like, it's everyone. It's not just you. It's not just me. Like we're, we all have these very unique experiences, but at the same time, they're all overlapping and none of us escapes the human condition. So just using it as a catalyst to encourage people to be inspired and to be encouraged and to keep moving forward and keep keeping on, you know? Yes. No, I do. And um, our condolences on your mother and the causes that you spoke about, some of them are, are actually hit home to me as well, having lost right. several friends to suicide and having a sibling that was an alcoholic. So uh, definitely God. can relate to a lot of that. And yeah. weird that we're actually going to now take a song pause and talk about a song that actually has, has the word death in it, but ironic. fresh to death. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah, I, I guess it's not weird. It's kind of one of those ironic little, ironic, definitely ironic. It's, you know, the fly in the Chardonnay scenario, but right. fresh to death. What is it about and what inspired it? Well, it's actually perfect, right? It's synchronistic that it's fresh to death because this is kind of the antithesis of death. For me, this song represents a bit of a rebirth for me. It's about you know, just self-love and waking up and looking at myself in the mirror in the morning and being like, damn, like, I, I'm a great person. I'm killing it. I'm doing the best that I can every single day and encouraging myself and encouraging others and just feeling amazing, you know, feeling amazing about myself and allowing myself to feel amazing about myself. Because for years and years, I took myself so seriously. So this song for me is just the celebration of being fun and the celebration of life. It, regardless of, of that title, it is actually the antithesis. It really is about living life and about living your greatness. That, that's really what Fresh to Death is all about. Well, I am excited to share it with everyone. So here is Fresh to Death by Catherine Hoxie. I woke up in the morning feeling fresh to death, ooh, yeah. The sun is shining bright, new day on deck, ooh, yeah. I got my closet out, taking my time. Gonna make sure this city's mine. Step into my shoes one at a time. Gonna take the world by storm, I'm in my prime. I woke up in the morning feeling fresh to death, ooh, yeah. The sun is shining bright, new day on deck, ooh, yeah. I woke up in the morning, woke up in the morning. I woke up in the morning, woke up in the morning. I woke up in the morning, feeling fresh to death. Ooh, yeah. It's like a runway when I walk out of my door. I'm feeling fresh to death and I've got more in store. It's like a runway when I step out in these streets. There's nobody in the world that like me. I got my nails and hair done and dead. I'm feeling fresh and oh so fly My only limit is the sky I woke up in the morning feeling fresh to death Ooh, 
It's really been such a pleasure having you here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, for mixing it. On behalf of all of us at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.